another week with your host Mordechai Weinberger, and we have the honor of having her of Nissan. Baruch Hashem, it's good to be back at the regular time. The Rebbein Shlom has continued to send me Simchas Baruch Hashem, and we just had the last the last wedding from this whole group of Simchas that we've having over here. Seven weeks of Simchas Baruch Hashem, of from my uncle Yitzchak and Gitu Perlstein, and to their son Yoli Perlstein getting married. They just got married, and Baruch Hashem tonight is the last night Shevar Brachas my grandmother is going to be making. So of Simchas and Nachas to everyone. And to the entire family, Baruch Hashem, was just beautiful. Seven weeks of weddings, Kanai Nahar, each and every week. So the number to call in with your question or comment is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And I see we've already got people on the line, so let's go ahead, Rav Nissen. Who are we taking? Who would you say we take first? Miss K. Miss K, you're on with Mordechai and Nissen. Hi. Um, I first wanted to thank you so much for your line. I really gained a lot of insight and understanding. Sure, thank you. Um, I have a question. So, I'm a high school girl, and I have one friend that can't forgive another friend. Yep. And it's because, like, one friend, she cleans Let's that. hold on a second, because when we get these sure. questions, it makes it extremely difficult when A talks about B and you're C. Can you take the question to you? Yeah. Great. Let's start with yep. you. Let's start with your question, and then we'll figure out the rest. What What's your part? Um, I don't need background information. I'm saying no way I do, but let's start with you. What's your question? Okay, so I'm friends with two girls. Yes. Different friendships, different people, but I'm good friends with both of them. Mm-hmm. And one of them doesn't forgive the other. Okay. So I want to know what's my role. Like, I feel like I have the power to make showing between them. Do you? Um, I want to know how I could do that. Well, first let's recognize, do you have the power over anyone? Um, I could. I'm saying I talk to, I'm very open about this topic with both of them. Right. Oh. Oh, it's so funny. It's such a simple question. I'm thinking how three different people would answer. I hear how a Rav would answer it in my head. Um, I hear how I would answer it. I hear how someone else would answer it. Let's start with the Rav. Well, I shouldn't say with the Rav, but what I could imagine people would say, if you could make Shalom between two people, of course, go ahead. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, make but shalom. I know how. The thing is that why don't so, you know how? You're good friends with them. Just speak to them. Tell them, do you want to be angry? Right, but, okay, A is the girl that doesn't forgive B. So, let's say A tells B that she started rumors about her and she ruined her life. And B says that she wasn't the person who started it. Yeah. So, she's always offending and they're not going to get anywhere. Ah, so here we go. So now you want to know how I can give you guidance in a, a fight between two people that I don't even know what's going on. Now, let, let's clarify a little bit along this line. One of the main reasons that we learn about parenting tools that you do is you never have a parent to become the judge. Because let's say you saw one kid hit A, hit B. If you're going to start getting upset at A, A will say, but you didn't see 20 minutes ago, B hit me. He hit first, or he grabbed this first or second. Right, but I'm like, I see both uh, sides. That's exactly why I asked. Let's take your question to you. How you could change them, I can't help you with that. I would need one of them to ask me, honestly. 
I can tell you, speak to them, tell them, do you want to be angry? I've got an entire chapter in the book about anger and forgiveness. Find your component to it. I could give you all the theories, but it's very hard to give theories if you don't know what's really bothering the other person. I would ask you, now let's shift it to you. Do you find that you always need to be the peacemaker? Um, I want to. I, I didn't ask if you want to. Are you a person that you find that you need to be the peacemaker in your life? Um, yeah, it could be. Yeah, and what happens if you can't make peace between people? How do you feel then? I don't, I don't like going there's fights. That's right. So you became the policeman of the world. That's what I'd like you to identify. Now you see, now we're taking it to you. Now the question is, do you want to still stay on the phone line when we take it to you? Yeah. Do you want to always have the responsibility that you need to make all peace throughout the world? No. So how about you ask me the question as follows. I've got two friends that they're fighting between themselves. I've tried to make shalom, but one is saying, I didn't start it. Why should I? And it bothers me when I have to make peace all over. I wish I can. Can you show me how to just let go a little? That I can maybe let a teacher take care of it, but it shouldn't be my responsibility. Can you ask me that question? doesn't feel like a responsibility. Just like here and there, it's going to come in, and I, like, it's going on already for like a the year about, like yeah. first she forgave him, then she didn't. So it's not like it's taking over my life. Yeah. Okay. So I would say we need to go to the next caller because I really don't, an answer like that, a question like that is difficult. I need a question where you're asking me direct about you and your intervention, not about two other people that I really don't know the details. So what you mean is that I shouldn't get involved. Oh, I didn't say that. You said you want to get involved and it doesn't bother you, so get involved. I'm not telling you to get or not get involved. I don't hear a direct question. I hear a question. I have two friends that are fighting. What do I do? So you've already tried to make Shalom. To not to Hold on. You've tried to make Shalom. You've already told one of each of them, let go, and it's still not working. Now, I don't know which steps you've spoken. I don't know what's really underlying issues. I don't even know if there isn't a fight going back generational. It means the two sets of parents don't like each other. No, it's not like that. I know, but there's so much. Understand, your question isn't a simple question that I can address. That's why I started. When you started the question about friend A and B, I asked, tell me your part. How you will make peace, shalom between people. Oh, that's like, how do I become a therapist? <laughs> there are usually lots of details that I need to find out what's going on. Right. It's a lot more detail. There are so many more components to it. Let me just give you an example so you understand. Let's say one of these friends bothered her for about a year or two, and it's just bursted now. What happens if one of them is jealous that the other one is doing better at school and they might be... I think the first thing happened. Well, I want you to realize there might be seven components going on and you're just seeing one and you're not, you just don't have the awareness. And that's one of the things that I do as a therapist. The first session is many times, not many times, it's just an evaluation. I'll ask 50 questions. A person will come in with one problem and I would ask 50 different questions because I'm trying to identify are there other issues going on that the person didn't discuss or the person isn't even aware of that I need to know what I'm getting into. Right. And that's why when you're asking me about two other people, if you tell me I have a problem, I can help you and I can ask questions that we can start identifying. When you talk about others, I, I feel like my hands, both hands are tied behind my back. Right. So I should ask, like, um, I, I should ask involved. one of them to call in. Oh, that would be fantastic. That would be amazing if one of them would be willing to call in. Yes. 
Yeah, okay, perfect. Excellent. Now we can make them responsible. And if you'd like, you could even do a three-way. We could have you on with them. That You let that? Why not? I don't know. <laughs> yes, I will. It'll be interesting. All right, so thanks. Speak to your friend, call in, and if it's still tonight, then we'll try to take you ahead when, when Arav Nissen picks up the call. We'll try okay. To get All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That's Thank you Lacha for being Rabba. great for calling in, and it's beautiful that you want to make Shalom and Klal Yisrael between your friends. <laughs> great. Thank you. You're welcome. Arav Nissen. Oops. Who are we going to next? Miss E. Miss E. You're on with Mordechai and Nissen. Hello, Mrs. E? Oh, oh yep. hello? Yep. Hi. Hi, Mrs. E. How it's, are you? It's Miss, but hello. Miss. <laughs> All right, so I said Miss, no response, and then I thought maybe Mrs. Okay, and we got a response. Okay, no problem. Great. Uh, I, I'm Baruch Hashem. I, I'm uh, recuperating from a tooth extraction, so oh. <laughs> a little bit out of it from the antibiotics, sure, but thank God. Sure, Amen, thank you. <laughs> so, so my question is... Um, I, I, when my father passed away, my mother asked me to write something to put on the Matseva. And it's, it's, time has, quite a bit of time has passed. It's very hard for me to do it. Um, I loved my father very much. I give Tzedakah in his name and, and think of him often and do other things in his name. Because of the finiteness, I know this is well. Because of the finiteness of a of a of a matseva, yeah. I I I keep putting it off. I make myself promises I'm going to do it, and I've certainly worked on it. Then I ask someone to help me, and that that didn't work out. So now I'm back to doing it myself again. Uh, what's I'm trying to figure out? Maybe you could help me. What's really hanging me up in not doing it? I am a perfectionist. I will admit that. Unfortunately, I have that problem. You know, so there have been other things in my life that I've uh, haven't haven't finished. Or just a, an example from a long time ago, I studied filmmaking, made some films, and was not able to edit them because there were so many different wonderful choices. It was just sort of impossible for me. So it was a long time ago. But anyway, that's that's my question. Uh, yeah. I, Let's, any any insight into oh, how I can change insights. it, how I can do it, yeah. Well, first let's recognize several steps. Let's just mm -hmm. deal with the perfectionist step at first. Okay. Um, recognizing that perfectionists view almost everything as a finite detail means that once I did it, it could never be done again. Or if I have to do it over, I know I won't, so therefore i got to do it well and perfect the first time. It's a very overwhelming feeling when someone lives with perfectionism especially yeah. something, so let's recognize the more emotionally charged we are, the more important it is, the greater that pressure of perfectionism will kick in. Now mm -hmm. imagine a father that you loved, that you need to write the, the language, the sprach of the matseva, and this is permanent. You know, usually you don't change matsevas. Right, that's I how I feel that way. imagine the pressure. <laughs> wow. I mean, just hearing that, I would say, how could anyone ever do that? Based on that thought, probably no one will ever write a matseva. I, you you got to realize it's a no, it's it's an enormous pressure. Well, maybe maybe, it's maybe people who uh, sort of have gone through it before, or sort of yeah, I don't know, they know more. Twice. What, 
Either huh? you can only lose a mother and a father. Can't go through it much before. Everyone had right. to lose one parent first. Right. How do they so do I'm it? So al- I'm always re-editing. Even when I write an email, yeah. it has to be perfect. So it takes me at least a half an hour to do that's one email. Because right. so I correct all the grammar and that's everything. Right. So let's imagine Because you email. can't do it. Once you push the send button, you, like you said. That's it. Imagine that's it. There's no how? second time to change it. How right. do people do it? <clears throat> I'm not. Before we give you advice, I mean, you go to the Beisach Forest, you go to the graveyard, and they're full of matzavas. How Look, do people do it? Well, I went there, and I my Hebrew's not so good. I asked someone who was there to translate uh, one or two other ones for me. This was a long time ago. Uh, but the other thing is I'm writing it as a daughter, and, and I have very special, you know, ideas that I want to say and that I've written down, but I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm not so sure, like, what I write that was very dear to me about him is the kind of thing that you actually put in public on a save. I don't know. I know. Exactly. Now imagine there's so much doubt going on. Who said you can actually put these words that you would like to put? Besides for he was a loving father. You know, I mean, I, sometimes when I look at the Matsevas, to me they're actually highly disappointing. Because uh-huh. the, a person lies there, they're, let's assume they're 80, 85 years of their life, they affected so many people, and it says about three or four lines. And you would mm-hmm. probably say that would fit for everyone. Look, I have f- f- four lines. Can I read four lines to Go you? Go right ahead. Okay. It's, it's not exactly, but... And then, of course, I always want to change each word because it's, I think, of a better way. Sure. A, a gentle, kind person who treated others with respect and compassion. A humble teacher. He was happy with his lot and appreciated every day that God gave him. He was Makar Tov and expressed his gratitude for even the smallest kindness rendered to him. He was an eloquent speaker and was blessed with a beautiful voice uh, and brought joy to many with his recita- recitations of the Haftorah. That's it. Beautiful. Now, when you say that's it, have you ever looked at a, at a Matseva? How many words are there? Probably a Well, somebody translated one for me, actually about a relative, yeah. And it said something about how, uh, you know, despite the obstacles in his life, something or other, and how he raised his sons in the ways of Torah. But that's not translating. That's adding on. We're talking about translating. If you would translate, how many lines do you think that will be? I don't know what you, what you meant when you said that's not translating, it's adding on. When I meant translated, translated means you took your English words and just translated to Hebrew. Right. Now, I didn't do it, on, but yes, that's what I have to do. If someone adds on words, that's not translating. That's rewriting. But who's adding on words? I, I'm confused. I if I give this, that this that if I translate this into words. Hebrew. I, I assumed you just said that from what I heard that your cousin that translated add on words about him in Torah and things like that. No, no. No, that's what was on a cousin's father's Matseva. Oh. I asked, uh, when I went to my father's grave a couple of years ago... Uh, How many years has your father passed? I'm not going to say, because it's okay. too embarrassing. It's not, it's not okay, many then years. Let's, let's, so let's go straight to your question. Let's go. Okay. There's an issue of perfectionism. And yeah. we usually try to get the matzev up. I don't know halachically, but I know we usually try to get it up by the first year. And like, I shouldn't say the latest, but by the first year. I don't. I'm sure you might. I don't know the halachas if you can do it lo- longer or not. You can because I I asked the rav to help me, but it didn't work out. Great. But he didn't say you can't do it any- okay. anymore. So yeah. let me ask you: since we got to get things done, what yeah. can you start doing to let go? To 
let go of the the writing or let go of my father? Because I haven't let go of my father, which is a Never different issue, I guess. Never let go of your father. My father is Niftari five and a half years. I don't think I, I, I don't plan on ever letting go. And there's a place of father and a mother always belong in your life, whether they're alive or not. But what so, I mean is that it's, uh, it has been three years, and if I do think of him, I, I, I cry every time I think of him. Let me ask you, what can, so. be, what can you do to get what you've written down, just translate it and get it up? I have to get myself to let go, like you just said. All right. What will it take for you to let go? Let go means I have, I have to think that, that I won't be embarrassed and I won't embarrass anybody in the family by How what I wrote. How many people go to visit his, his caver? No one's been there. Bingo. That's I, I talk to him, that's, I talk him every day. Hold on. Thanks for, bringing, for illustrating that. Most of our perfectionist fears never come true. That's what we always tell people with anxiety. Nine out of ten of your fears of anxiety will not happen. Right, but there are relatives buried in the same section, yeah. so they will see it. Yep. And, what and do you if, think if will it's happen really, if it's inappropriate, maybe what what I read to you is inappropriate, Let's too stop personal. A Let's stop a second. So what you do is you have a translator in Hebrew. You show yeah. it to, to three or four people, and you go like with most, and then you just get it out. I don't have people to show it to. How many? I, you don't have? You just no. showed it to me. I think it's magnificent. You ask me my opinion on one I person, think. just get it translated, and it's beautiful. Okay. It's magnificent. Just get three more people. You have a neighbor, a cousin. You have relatives that are buried in the same area. Go ahead, ask their children. I want to write this. This is how it sounds like in Hebrew. How is it? I can't, you know why I can't do that anymore? Because right. it, it's too embarrassing because time, three years have gone by. That's the it. only That's reason right. that I, but you know the truth, so, Mordecai, yeah. I don't feel bad about that. Because I love my father so much, and I talk yep. to him every day, okay. and I do so many mitzvot. Can I be Mordechai a second now? Can I be myself? Yeah, but can I just say sure. one more thing? I think the mitzvot that I do for him in this world now are much more important, really, than having a mateva for an occasional person to see. So I don't, in my, I don't really feel bad about it, even though I, I'm upset with myself that I haven't done it. On a deep level, I don't feel bad because my father is so much a part of my life. Okay. Now, let me be Mordechai. All right? Mordechai you will tell you, let's yeah. stop talking about the Matseva here. And let's <coughs> recognize that you have a very strong debilitating issue. I don't even want to call it a diagnosis. And it's holding mm -hmm. you back all over in your life. And this is just mm -hmm. one area. And right. then starts the rationalization, let's say, with your father's caver. Because you have such a close relationship. You're doing so many other things. His caver isn't up, but he's doing so many other stuff. Let's stop rationalizing. And I call it many times denial. Forgive me. I don't mean to be tough on you. I just mean to say... It's fine. It's, it's not debilitating so tough. every step of your life. You know how many decisions need to be That's made. That's for sure. Excellent. So, every day so is I would say just go for therapy. Let's not talk about the matseva here. Because even if you, let's say, get the matseva going in four weeks, and I'll tap myself on the back, wow, I helped this woman do it. That's not the real help. I just gave you like a fish for the day. If we really want to teach you how to fish, Go for therapy. Right. And I don't mean but, to say you have a problem. Not like go to therapy because no, you have No, I've a been looking for a, good, for a therapist. Believe me, I know I need therapy. Just start. Just start any one of them. It probably takes six months to a year. You'll learn how to make mistakes. You'll start with the small steps. I, if, if halakhically it's no problem at all, not your father not having a caver, like having a matseva there. So don't worry about that. No, right? I'm going to do I'm going to do it now because if you said it's, say it's magnificent, I know that for sure it's nothing that could embarrass anybody. There's nothing wrong. Well, the way well, I, I wrote it, so I'm going to do it. Oh, actually, I don't want you to do this for that reason. I'll tell you why. No? Because whatever why? you do, someone will always have complaints. I That's one of the steps that you're going to be learning about life. The mm -hmm. stronger, the more you do, the more people will have comments and complaints. I guarantee you 
someone will make a snide comment. You wrote so much. Oh, you forgot to mention that he helped that he helped his parents when they weren't well. You forgot. There's always going to be. There are so many. You say there's so many important foundational concepts that are needed that perfectionists mm-hmm. are missing, and that's why they're perfectionists. That it's debilitating in life, and these are normal instances in life. Do you know the amount of negative comments and and messages that I get? all the time. Do you know the amount of times that you want to do one step and there are 10 people or 10 different reasons why not to mm-hmm. do it? All right, I just I I, I, I wanted want to know to, since, since usually to, the wife usually the wife writes it. I I don't want people to see it and say something like how car, you know, they it, will. if it sounds like a daughter will. wrote it instead, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, they will. They will. They will say that. <laughs> They will say, I guarantee you someone will say that. That's why I'm asking you, take care of your issues for life. So let's go ahead and recognize which issues. Wait, wait, wait. Are you leaving me? Are you going to say something Hold on. I'd like to address the several points you're going to sound like need to master. Number one, making a choice. Number two, living with the regret after whenever you do something, you're going to remind yourself that you missed something. Number three, having someone's comments uh, disappointed with what you did. Number four, you yourself are going to start beating yourself up regardless of whatever you've done, even about other stuff. Number five, a lot of guilt is going to start coming up that it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Number six that's going to be coming up is that you see, if I would have waited two more years later, I got, uh, I got, I got better at something and I could have done it then. All these are lessons that we need to learn how to mm-hmm. make decisions now in the present time. And each of these are several sessions within implementing it in your life, making mistakes, falling back, like touching the fire and getting burnt, and then to learn how to say, oh, so you don't touch it. If you move your hands quickly through the fire, you won't get burnt. Or as uh, the muscle I like giving sort of with a kid. The kid's holding on to the parents. They take three steps away. They run back. They feel secure. They can now take four steps. You've got this isn't something that happens easily. This is something that can take years to master. I should say the older you are, the more time it takes because you're holding yourself back. You're enchained in so many areas of your life. Making decisions, doing something new, uh, just deciding what you should make for supper. They are always debilitating thoughts. But I did that two nights ago. But maybe if I do it again, maybe the kids won't like it. Maybe this one will have an issue. There are so many issues. Deal with it. Just making simple decisions will hold you back. I'm telling you, just deciding what to do for supper for a perfection. Well, I don't have those issues, but I do have some creative talents, right. and I'm very frustrated that I I'm That's not going right. forward. All right, so thank you. So I want to wait, wait, Moshe. Uh, I want to. I mean, Mordechai, I want to ask you: Would your course help me? Um. No, honestly, the course won't. Really? No, that's why I said, that's why I left the message over there. Like, the course is really meant for an awareness. What you need is now hands-on. What if I also do, what if, because my plan has been anyway to get into therapy, but as if an additional thing? If you do that thing? with therapy, then it can help you, but not, not, not that in itself. That is meant for awareness. You have something for many years, and it's on a debilitating level where it's affecting right. your life. A 21-hour course that you just talk and get information and even with some exercises will not change your life. Absolutely not. And that's what I say clearly when I say who should not take the course. It's, well, what, what, what if I, what if, you, let me just ask just, you this. If I wind up finding, if not finding a therapist until, let's say, three months from now and the course is before that. Don't take the course. Don't take no, it. Don't. Really. I would tell you not to take any okay. courses of anyone giving, including yeah. my own. This way, I'm, this way I'm not being biased. 
Until you've taken three months of therapy. Now, let me ask something. Why can't you just go? If you live in Flatbush, I will tell you there's Jewish board. If you, there's Jewish board, JBFC, Jewish board. I live, in the I live in the Bronx. Okay, well, in the Bronx, there might be any. So just call up Relief, find out where's an agency. Any agency takes any insurance. Just start. Just start. Get into the process. That's the biggest problem for you, is starting. I started with several different people. Well, I didn't think they were did good for me. I, I didn't think they were good from they one or two sessions. They don't have to be good. That's your issue. That's a perfection. They don't have to be good. I promise if you'd be coming to me, you would find 50 chasorians that I have, and I have them. And but I, I learned tremendously from your radio I know. Thing. Everyone loves me when I'm on the radio. But once I'm one-on-one, -on -one, you should hear the complaints that they get. Oh, you're mm -hmm. so different in person. I, had yeah, a I heard you say that, but I do want somebody who... I gave them a, t a tissue box, but I had to cry. I had to be assertive. Mm -hmm. They were crying, and it was a healthy step. I said, cry, and then come right back in. You know, let, we'll me ask, let me ask no, you I'm just sorry. this. No, I'm sorry. Here I got to be a little bit assertive, and here's yeah. where this is meant for an awareness, and it's not one-on-one. -on -one. So I appreciate your time. Maybe call in a week or two, and then we can continue it. Thank and we you. we just got to go to others. It's just, Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And, yep, and see you this way. Okay. Amen. All right, yeah. Miss K. Sorry, Nisna, I wanted yes. you involved over here on the phones, but uh, maybe this one. Miss K, what is, what's up? Okay, hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a problem. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of girls out there with the same problem. Um, I'm out of school um, for, um, for a, a year and a half, um, and I am a very sociable girl, and I really like going to some kiss, um, and I'm not sure if like what I'm doing is right or what I'm doing is wrong, but um, I like staying. You know, once I while while I still can, um, I like staying like till the end of dancing. Or you know, recently I had a very close fart that I didn't have any yet, so this is the first close fart I had, and I felt like I belonged there, so I stayed there till the end. And I came home and <laughs> my mother was a little bit annoyed. She thought that, you know, it's not like I, I don't, like, I shouldn't be doing that, but I'm very confused because I've had other people tell me that, you know, you do, you you should, like, while you still can be there, you know, there's, you know, it's nice to have girls there being with Samayach and... Let's take I'm a step like, back. <laughs> oh, your question is, you're not married yet, you're out of school a year and a half, you like staying to the weddings till the end, and what's the issue? Um, my mother's really not happy about it. She's not happy about it? My mother. Oh. I come on late. Okay. Um, and, and I just don't know if it's something that maybe I shouldn't be doing it or... Well, let's, doing, why, well so what happens when you discuss it with her? I really enjoy it. What happens? Maybe your mother is afraid for your safety. So maybe you tell her, I'll call you in the middle. I'll call you in during so the so wedding. Far, I'll call so far, you. It's, not, it's never come up about safety. It's just she doesn't... She thinks that, like, you know, I'm just being real because I think I'd like... I like oh like, like I'm machatenster or something, but I really feel so like is your mother's it's issue nice that you stay. Well, let's clarify: is your mother's issue that you stay till mitzvahs and further? No, I, I've never stayed for mitzvahs, so that like it's, it's usually so, like. So I'm trying to first so, understand your mother's issue. Does your mother find that in general you are she maybe would like? Is it your mother's issue she'd like you in the house, or is she worried about you? We're trying to identify. Does your mother have an issue of kids that she needs to know where everyone is? Maybe she can't sleep at night. Many mothers can't go to sleep until the kids are home, and she's really saying... And I know, I know at times she's, she's gone to sleep while I went to At you know. times. What's most of the time? 85% of the time. Will she go to sleep if you're not home? Yeah, most times she will. Most times she will. So, now, what That's happens... That's what I'm trying to figure out. I, I don't know what it is that's, like, 
Well, usually I don't know, maybe, maybe well, I shouldn't be doing it. Let's understand something. You're at marriageable age, which means this is a time when you're supposed to be able to start learning to make your decisions. At the same time, it's a parent's job to inform you if you're making a mistake as well. So if she is informing you that you are making a mistake, that you're staying too long, do you have other friends staying? My thing is that if, 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 if once the girl married, she won't be staying, she won't be staying in the head, like she won't be staying so long because she has a husband. But here it's like... That's not I true. Like many, many husbands, many wives, when they go to their friends' weddings, the husbands say, no problem, stay as late as you want. Absolutely not. Many husbands and I'm they say, "Oh, I'll be It friends. hasn't happened yet. Like it's usually the only only the single girls that are still staying till end. And it's right. like, well, like how it's many, empty. So you stay with all your single friends, right? Right, usually. So if you tell your mother, "Look, this is the style today. What's her issue?" I'm not sure. She's not wasting it. She just thinks that I'm not well, then, 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 then the next question that we ask her is, "Ma, could you could we sit down together and let's make a list of about eight to ten things that bother you when I'm out late?" And what you might find is it has nothing to do with being out late. It might be she doesn't like your friends. It might be she doesn't like the way you dance. It might be she's a lot of other issues that are coming up, and therefore she's blaming it, or we've got something to list it on. And therefore you two, there's a tug of war, but not the real issues being discussed. Now, if right, she, that's, why, that's why it's getting so frustrating because it's, that's it's, it's it. coming so what, up. Uh, that's right. So what we want to do is we want to have a, a, a schmooze with your mother and say, look, ma, not while she's cooking supper and not when you're off to a wedding. Make sure to leave early. That's not the time. Ma, today it's now just about 8.30 at night. You'll say, ma, can we speak? Do you have a half hour tonight, an hour tonight? Can we sit down? Let's make a list of all the reasons why I should not stay late that bothers you, why I shouldn't stay late to the wedding. Let's make a list of all the reasons why I should stay. Let's make a list of your reasons why I shouldn't stay and your reasons why I should stay. Let's make a list of my reasons why I should not stay and my list why I should stay. And let's start working it out. Let's understand. Is it because I'm not a mechatenista? No problem, but I'm there with six other or five other single friends. So He's always, I always have a, fr- a friend that's like that's lives in my neighborhood. I usually. Well, I your mother might work out. Your mother might tell you, you know what? I don't want you to be the last two friends there. If you'll be, if if when you leave or when the fifth of the last friends leave, you leave with her. She might not have an issue. Let's discuss it. She might have an issue that you do stay in places too long, but let's know what they are. Make a list of all of them. And then start addressing everyone. Don't say, oh, that's not fair. Address it. Clarify it. Remember, parents are here to help us. Your parents might see something that we don't see. That's what I was saying. So how possible is it for you to sit down with her and say, make a time when it's not bedtime, when you're not putting kids to sleep, when it's not nervous or tense, and actually discuss it? I'd like to hear of this. What do you say? Uh, first of all, it's funny because uh, I, I spoke, uh, I spoke about it uh, with uh, my, ah. you know, my my girls also. <laughs> said, uh, they have a lot of friends now in the, uh, you know, wedding uh, season, and I know that we are very proud of my girls that going and be mesamech atanu kala, and uh, you know we 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 love it. I tell you the truth, that I see that it's it's very, it's give them satisfaction to be mesamech even they're not married yet. And with Azram soon, but you know what? Being part of a wedding, being part of staying with the the friend and dancing, and you know, doing all these sticks, you know, special for for us as a parents. I, I, my wife just mentioned today to me this, and she, we were very very happy about it. You know, said you know, uh, beautiful this, uh, and I don't think that it's uh, something negative to see 
be משמח חתן וכלה, and uh, be part of שמחה, and בעזרת השם, uh, you and your friend will celebrate a new wedding, Amen. and שמחה, and I believe that your mom will be outstanding dancing over there with you and your friend, and we'll see okay. that if she wants to see the, a friend, uh, your friend dancing with you up to the morning, you know? And also another thing that that's the same. I have an older sister that actually she got married, you know, right away. So she was barely in the house when she had friends crossing us. So this is probably a first that my mother is having this that I'm saying so late because my sister was married before she was at a seminary. So yep. it's like. Yeah, exactly. And that's a new learning experience. That's usually why the oldest kids. get a lot of love but they also get a lot of pain <laughs> that's part of no, the but then I have but then I have my friend that's the oldest girl and as long as she's in her bed in the morning like it's okay <laughs> yeah so it's and fun. then there's also that to there you know thank you I appreciate it instead of going to before um, we go to, it, what you want to ask something can I, else can I ask, yeah I want to ask something else um, um, I have a sibling that is a little bit um, very um, active and he didn't shiva for a very long time And he comes home and happens to have a very nice relationship with him. Um, and he comes home and he's, I feel like after a long day, if you know, he, um, he has a lot to unload because he's so active. Um, and sometimes he ends up getting a little overactive. And me and my students have a little bit of a hard time dealing with it because it sometimes gets silly and like... Yeah. Um, like what what can we do to just either like help help him you know get some of the well I'm um, a huge believer I'm a huge believer in open communication means if you can speak to him and tell him look you see if we you know when he comes home it's not so hold on <laughs> hold on listen before time no no not then you sit down with him when it's a calm time you and your others your older sibling with him and you guys sort of tell him if you would rate our numbers from one to ten How energized would you say we are? And he might say, okay, we'll give you a six, and that one a five. And then he would ask, and what about your level? Oh, we're an eight, nine, ten. And you go, okay, so if you have extra energy, what can we do to burn it off? Maybe you want to do a treadmill if you have that. Maybe you want to do push-ups. Boys like that. And if kids have extra energy, they might need to burn it off. And you can start coming up with some ideas. Or what can we do when you want to burn it off? You can just go up, run up and down the steps. You, know, you can start discussing with him and first make him aware. First step to change is awareness. Wow. What, happens, or what can we do to give you an awareness that when you're... He, know, he, knows, that, he knows that he's active. He knows that we... Okay, so one of the ways we try to do is burn it off. Sometimes we, show that we're a little annoyed, but... Well, instead you know, of show, he, let's he, try he to help him burn it off. Let's tell him run up and down the steps ten times. Now, if someone's over-energized, we don't want to ask them, we can't, it's almost impossible to tell a person don't have the energy, but they have the energy. We could teach them how to burn it off. Right. Okay, thank you so much. I really You're appreciate welcome. it. Maybe before we go to some calls, listen, we just read some of the texts because there are so many texts going on. Listen, so let's take a text. I'll take a text with me and you together. Let's go deal with it. Well, we'll just go down the list because there are some great texts. Here, I lost my father more than a decade ago. I was able to go on with life while I buried the emotions. Now, when I'm doing therapy, it takes me a day or two 
to just get to myself? Is there something in my power to do so I should be able to be right back to the present and be the parent to my kids and head of a household fulfilling responsibilities? So this is a person, their survival mode is that they always deny stuff. Now they're doing therapy, it's opening up, and it takes them an effect a day or two. What would you say, Ravnison? You know, this, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, really. All right. I don't, I'm All not right. in this, uh, I okay, know so the, this, phone, the phone is jumping. Oh, the phone. phone's jumping, you're taking, okay, thank you for doing that role. Uh, my simple answer is, welcome to the world of human beings. Means your defense mechanism was to lock it up. And now that you're learning how to open it, you're being rattled. Now, all I will tell you is that if you continue through the process of therapy, you will find that the sessions will only rattle you a little bit. The more you do it, the more you allow yourself to experience it. One of the beautiful ways to experience is if you would maybe write down at the end of the day or before you go home, let's say you have your session at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and the kids come home at 4 or 5 or 7. Once you get home, you start writing. Just write notebooks. And if you can, it's called journaling and write with your left hand. We're not going to get into why, but somehow when people are with their, with their left hand, if you're a righty with your left hand, if you're a lefty, then with your right hand, it just helps you get those emotions to be cleared. It just helps you get them out, and sometimes you'll find a big change just by that. Um, what do we got over here? Oh, there's a lot going on over here. Okay. Um... Uh, here is another one. I also a year and a half. I'm also a year and a half out of school, and my mother also hates when I go to weddings. She thinks I'm gonna have a nervous breakdown from staying up late one night every two weeks. Again, what I'll tell you is, I promise you, your mother is not afraid of that. Unless she suffers from high anxiety, there are other issues, because a mother knows that you can stay up late, especially if you're a teenager, you stay up late, and especially if you have any brothers. Boy, do you know how boys are up late, and all that stuff, especially. So I wonder if there's more to that. Um, here we go. Dear Rabbi Weinberger, wait, where was... Okay, here we go. Dear Rabbi Weinberger, what should I say? Thank you, thank you, say to someone that holds the door open for you. Thank you, say to someone who gives you tzedakah. Say to someone like you who contributes to the world in such a meaningful way, there are, um, such a meaningful way, Shelo al-Manas l'Kabu Pras. With such erlochkeit and seichel we are really privileged to have such a selfless person as you in our weak generation, benefiting from your chizik and ideas and awareness on a daily, weekly basis. Ashrei Eladata. Wow, that's beautiful. And now to my question, you can choose to answer it or not. What kind of issues does one need to have to benefit DBT? Dialectical behavioral therapy is a beautiful system which helps people for several points, but one of the two of them are emotional regulation. means let's say you get nervous and you know you want to balance it and you're just missing some of the skills and the tools how to do it. So you'll know what to tell the other person, but when it comes to you, you won't be able to. So it's a very structured system and it usually goes with one-on-one -on -one therapy and in with group therapy and it keeps you, it gives you the hands-on skills, but the skills are done during session, during the workshops and you also need to do exercise. A large component is the homework of during life experience. And if you don't do the during life experience or the workshop during the session or during the workshops or during the group sessions, it will not work and you'll find it. So DBT are for people that are smart, intelligent, have a lot of feelings, care for people, but their emotions can get them overwhelmed, can get them nervous, fearful, and many times they can yell, scream, and then have a lot of regret. One more question and then we'll go to the callers because we got the whole screen filled up. 
Thank you, Mr. Weimiger, for helping me find inner peace. Thank you, Rav Nissen, for being one of the main reasons I call in to listen to the show. My question, how can I, as an emotional outgoing person, learn to accept and understand my logical, unassuming husband? I've learned to appreciate him in so many ways, but I still find it so hard that he doesn't have the fire for life in him. Would it always be up to me to set the atmosphere in the house? I've listened to your program on nature to be very thought-provoking and brilliant. Do you have any additional advice for me? Hervinus, what would you say in a marriage where the wife is upset the husband doesn't have a fire? Ooh, she has to do the whole matzav in the mood. You know what? I, I, I'm so we, we couldn't... Uh, this text came last week. And yes. Yeah, even oh. in uh, the, my show, uh, but we couldn't... Return text because it's out from it's the, out of the uh, country. That country. So just I don't want to say which country it is. Yes. So, but my suggesting to her, and I really, if if it's a, if it's a shayach, is to to purchase the book, ah. uh, Women's Wisdom, and the Garden of Peace uh, for for women, and by Rabbi Shalom Arush. And yeah. I tell you, it's a big big help. And I know that because a men's cannot read this, is yeah. it, you know. And but we have the the Garden of Peace uh, by for the, the men. men for the men. And I see it's a big, big uh, change, and the outlook and the look of w- what the family about, uh, what the place of the woman, what the place of the man. And I think uh, when you when you read this uh, book, I think you will get much m- more inner peace in yourself and understand how to to handle this situation. This That's is right. m- what I would say that uh, my suggesting to you. Excellent. And on a hands-on level that I would just recommend is realize in every couple, someone's got to be the loud one, someone's got to be the quiet one. If your husband's going to be loud, what's going to happen to you? Do you want to be the quieter one? Now, let's take it on another level. What do you think will happen to your children and to you if there'll be a husband and a wife that are powerhouses? Both of you are going to want to turn over the world. Who's going to be the mother staying in the house? Or the father giving that calm, consistent, peaceful feeling. And on another level, you seem to have a belief, which most of the world is caught up into that belief, that, wow, there's a ruckus, there's noise. These are the leaders. One of the lessons, and this is just one of the many lessons I learned from our Rosh Hashiva, Rav Pam Zatzal, is the calm and the quietness and how he changed the world. Everyone that walked into his place felt loved. It wasn't his loud, overtowering personality. It was that peaceful of love that you just was in his Dalad Amas and you just felt it. You walked into the house and you felt it. So I'd like you to recognize how about maybe you realize that your husband is actually keeping the calm and the peace in the house from all your stories around you. There's probably always stories happening, coming, going, uh, up or down, and your husband's the one that's giving that emotional stability that peacefulness, recognize that maybe your house without your husband might actually be completely dysfunctional. So let's recognize that everyone's got their strengths, their weaknesses, and let's let's appreciate and recognize, so my husband's got that role and I got the other role, and the house needs both of those roles. And with Siata Deshmaya, I can appreciate my husband, I can appreciate my wife. All right, now we're going to go to the callers just because... It's time to do that. Yeah, so we go to Miss K. Miss K, you're on with Mordechai and this. Hi. Yep. Um, first of all, I wanted to tell you thank you so much for My. your show. My pleasure. Um, I have this question. There's a woman that I know. She, um, me, my parents, and her parents were neighbors before we got married. So, um, she she has a lot of issues, social issues. She's quite immature. She 
could go into a lot of inappropriate discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, she gets angry at someone, she'll, she'll go spread rumors about them. And um, she she basically considers me a very close friend. Um, she's gotten into fights with other people about silly things. Yep. Now, why don't you tell me? What's your question? I got, I got a, my a question background. Is, um, my question is... Um, I was always like that, like, people like that were always, like, attracted to me, like, I'm probably the only friend that she still has. Yep. Um, in camp, there was another kid that also had issues, and she kept on sticking to me. Yep. Now, um, I found myself getting really resentful about it, like, in camp, she always kept following me around, always had to be a partner with everything. Of course. And this kid also called me very often, and I want to speak to other people also. That's right. Amazing. Now, let's go take this question to you. Let's leave them out of it. Let's go take the question to you. How about you ask me this question? Mordechai, I have a weakness. I don't know how to set healthy boundaries between my friends or between people that want me and how to say no without hurting them or how to say this time I have for you. And therefore, a lot of the problem people, the people that need a lot of energy that aren't friends, it's more my chesed case. I don't know how to balance between doing my chesed and having my life. Um, I think I, I think I do actually like great so I don't what's always, your question so I don't always, you do do now <laughs> I don't always pick up the phone for her and um, well what's your question so then don't pick my up question the phone is that you want to. I, don't I find myself she, she's been talking to me for like the past year and yeah, I find but how myself does she like speak to you you don't pick up the phones when you don't want to right so now I find myself like not ever picking up the phone like I never ever ever want to talk to her and I feel bad about it because wait, wait, hold on why don't you ever want to sp- when you speak to her 20 minutes or a half hour once a week why don't you ever want to speak to her I guess I just feel burnt out ah hold on when does someone feel burnt out I don't know <laughs> oh let me help you let's 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 discuss it Burnt out means I'm giving more than is healthy for me to give. And I give more than is healthy for me to give for a long time that I start resenting giving. If you have healthy boundaries, means now is a time to give. And now is not a time to give, you won't feel burnt out. So what you're saying, if you're burnt out, it means you've given more than you've wanted to, or you don't feel safe with the boundaries that you claim you have set up. Okay, so how do I deal with it? Well, like, how I don't do you deal really, with what? I don't even really, remember. You told me you have great boundaries, so I'm going with your belief. I believe differently. But let's go I'm, not saying, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I have great boundaries. Oh, I'm saying okay, so now <laughs> I, think I have a little bit of boundaries that my only way to survive this girl is to not pick up, but when she calls, I get, anner- I get annoyed, and then she calls 25 times in a row, and everyone in the family knows Ive, she's calling, and she'll call 25 times. Okay, so That's I, how right, do and I... I'm too weak to tell this friend. You know something? I enjoy being your friend, but we can only speak. I have different friends at different times. We can speak once a week for an hour. Well, she did She did realize that because I did stop no, picking up the phone, yeah, and, she, yeah. and she did start calling me but, much, much, much ah, less. But you still didn't set up the boundary. You have avoided. Um, I did because she used to, um, certain boundaries I did. She used to call me at, at very late hours, like twelve thirty, and wake up my whole house. And I used I just Let's told her that. Something we're not discussing that you have, don't have any boundaries. Understand um. that if you're still resenting it, there's a boundary that you need to set up that you haven't still mastered. Okay, so what's how do I set that up? Well, first you have to tell me a boundary that you didn't master yet. Every time I suggest a boundary, you always tell me what you did do. I'd like sorry, you to so come with a pro- No, no, don't apologize. This is what I do to my clients. Don't come in with an answer. Come in with a question. So my question is, she, she, she really doesn't call me often anymore. No, that's not a question. That's an answer. 
Okay, so Come what's my question? question? What's the question? You're coming in. I don't have a problem with a friend because she doesn't call me as often. So what are you asking? I do have a problem because when she calls, even if it's not often, I, I still don't want to pick up the phone anymore. Ask the question now. How do I set up healthy boundaries? Or maybe your question is, how do I tell her, please don't call me? At all? Should I ask her not to call me at all? Um, well, what do you, you notice how you're shifting me. I'm asking you, what do you want? <laughs> I want... <laughs> you have, you're I not taking ownership <laughs> of what you want. How can I help you? I want to do chesed. I want to I help her. I, I don't want to cut her out of everybody's life because I know she doesn't have any friends. But I still, I still want to have my own life. So I'm trying to figure out what's the healthy boundary between that. Like, I don't want, I don't want to like make her lonely. I don't want to be the one that she's, she's been going through feelings of depression and she's trying to get attention all kinds of ways. So thinking she, she's trying to get them in negative ways. And when I give it to her in a positive way, she drops the negative. Like she, she was going around telling everybody that she's really, really, really sick for like a month. And Hold I know on, that's again, not true. I need your question. What is your question? <laughs> yeah, notice, I, 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 I hear I a lot know. going on. I'm not going to tell you what I hear because you're not asking. Okay, so what, So how can you help me? I mean, I really what don't do know my want? question. How can I help you with what? I don't, we could say <laughs> to Hillam and hopefully I could build to him and bring Mashiach closer. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you're asking. I'm sorry I'm, I'm doing this to you. This is therapy. This is therapy. This is getting okay. to her. What is your question? My question is, how can I change my feelings of resentment to well, why be able are you to take resentful? Why are you resentful? I can't help you change I a feeling if you don't even know why. Let's help you identify. I'm burnt out from the past. What past? With, with all the other kids that stuck to me because they had issues. Now, why should that be an issue? Why should the past be an issue now? Do you know when the past is an issue now? When you still didn't work out the present. We cannot forgive the past when the present is still not safe. And that's what I'm trying to have you realize and you're still like disagreeing with me. Now everything is good. Well, if everything is good, like I tell people, the proof is in the pudding. If it tastes like chocolate, it smells like chocolate, it's probably chocolate in there. You're burnt out, you're resentful, but you've you got the healthy boundaries now, or pretty much healthy boundaries. Well, it doesn't sound like that. The proof is that you're resentful. Okay. The proof, the proof is that you're exhausted. So that's your advice. So I, should I still don't hear a question. If you would, you mm -hmm. see, I'm the one that's saying that you don't have healthy boundaries now, not you. If you would say, Mordechai, I'm exhausted. I've been helping people. I've been the nurse to all my friends for so many years. I'm tired. I know I set up boundaries, but they're still calling, much less, but they're still driving me nuts. I just want six months of not being a therapist to the world. Then I can answer that question. I don't hear that from you. Okay, so... So, let's hear your question. So, Mordechai, I'm, I'm very burnt out and sick and tired of being everybody's nurse and uh, helping everybody and be listening there to all the people that need it. So, how can I um, detach myself from that feeling? Wonderful. <laughs> so, let, let, hold on. Not how do you detach yourself from the feeling? How do I deal with this feeling? Excellent. So let's recognize. So what you're asking is, how do you start having people that need chesed ears to say, for the next three months, I'm not available? Or for right now, I want to drop that role. I spent 20 years doing that, 15 years doing that. Now I want a little bit of break. You might find once you give yourself a break, you'll go right into it. But first, you need to give yourself the ability to say no. And that's healthy boundaries. So what happens if you tell your friend in a nice, gentle way, you know? 
We had a great relate. We had a relationship till now. Now there's a lot going on, and I need a break of our relationship for several months. I just need a little bit of break. Uh, I guess uh, I'm a very I'm a little scared to do that. Because... Uh, hold on, <laughs> that's what I tried asking you about setting up boundaries. How do you set up boundaries? And you're telling me how easy you can do it, or how you'll do it. Now I'd like you to recognize your fear. I'm afraid to set boundaries. I'm afraid of hurting people. I'm afraid she'll still manipulate me. I can't. That's the whole program on codependence that we have. And a little bit the share of how to say no, the beauty of no. And there are so many programs on my on my line one on the phone line. Mm. Yeah, now we got there finally. You're getting there. Okay, thanks. Wait, and what do you notice? Before okay. we go to the solution, can we first go out with an awareness? Leave with an awareness. What is your real issue? Why are you resentful? Because um, I guess it was people's nurse. No, I am currently, I am right now I'm too right weak now, to set boundary. <laughs> I am right now yeah. too weak to stop being the nurse. So imagine you're in a job and the boss is making you stay extra over hours. And you're being, that's being, no. that's burnt out. <laughs> now you got it. So what I'd like everyone listening over here, for those that are listening, to recognize when we're upset at someone or we're upset about the past, know that you're upset that in the present you are still weak. You're still being taken advantage of maybe by someone else and therefore we're triggering or therefore we're upset about the other ones. Thank you. That was a fantastic... Can I, can I ask you another short uh, question? I think we spent a lot of time. Like, I gave you a okay. lot of air time, so I'd like to give other people the opportunity. Okay, sure. Waiting. Thank you so much. You're so welcome and very brave of you to be so honest and real. Thank you. Have a great evening. Merit Hashem. Amen. You too. <laughs> Ms. S., you're on with Mordechai and Nisim. Yes, hi. Yeah. I'm waiting for your question ready for the longest time. Finally, it's here, but it doesn't match with my time what can i do beautiful you just hit now with the, with the last question there are two options either you change or i change or the third option is we learn how to say it's not by shirt for now what about recording ah what about recordings now what happens when there's recordings when people sign up for recordings and this and that then they want to ask questions then they want me to be available for many other stuff and the boundary just doesn't end. So there will be even a recording to that course. But it will? Yeah. But the recording oh, will not be in a way to contact me after or to speak to me or any of those stuff. Besides the no. time. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just telling you, when you say no, but the next question of the next person that now there's a recording, it's, but I need to ask you a question. What happens if I don't understand uh, something? Too bad. Uh, I mean, uh, hold on. Well, you're saying too bad. That's why I also don't do recordings. Because I learned to accept what it is. What happens to me, there'll be a recording if someone misses once or twice, or people want it whenever they want it. And then I want, when you run a course, the minute you have one person attending, you already have three requests. And whenever I set up a boundary, there's always going to be the next person that needs now the next step. So what happens when we are in a leadership position is we need to say, what are we willing to do? How far can we go? And even though the person needs just this one inch more, this 30 seconds more, but that 30 seconds is now the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. So therefore, the recording might be for someone that misses one class or something like that, but it's not meant to listen to it over and over. I'm not doing that. But if I miss it once, then you could? Yes. Let's say I'm going to... 
it starts Thursday this week. Nice. I work on Thursday. And also, this Thursday I'm in Florida, and I think that time I'm going to fly. Right. So, <laughs> I'm challenging to sign up, but if I'm going to make it, what's so there the will be for one time. But when someone perpetually, oh, I want the recordings whenever it is, and I have the recordings on like other groups have, I don't want that. For whatever uh-huh. reasons. So I could sign up, and I will be able to hear it after. Yes, Marita Shemo. Actually, not discussing this on the radio with what the course, because we're not doing it over here. It was just for the phone line for those that listen. And that little okay. thing, Hashem will have in the future different courses that we'll be announcing to everyone. But I will okay, give this as an example that whenever someone is in a leadership position of this, and can you tell me, isn't there always someone that needs just one step more? Definitely, always. Right. And now, if always. We're gonna, that's right. And that's what happens when sometimes when we need to make a decision, there's always someone that's going to go, but if we just go that little bit, and really, what's the big deal? But then. Arvnison, what, what, what's your what's experience? What's the big deal? You know, <laughs> another hour, another five, only one. You know, one, only one small question and one more question, and the stuff is going rolling about, rolling and rolling, and right. it's, uh, so just but I'm not end. right. No, we got you. Just as an example, it was only supposed to be one. I don't care for the questions. I just want to listen to right, it. Right, but then the person will say, "But I'm paying money. I, I can't ask my question." <laughs> I'm just saying how it goes, what? and then the person well, no, goes. But no, I just want you even to realize, so I'm running the course twice now. It's going to be from 10 to 2, and then in the evening right. from 6 to 11. Right. Now, even that wasn't good because I got, but I work during the week. Can't you do it on Sundays? <laughs> so cruel. You right. know how many messages I got? Why aren't you do it on Sundays? Yeah, I And then when you do it on Sundays, but on Sundays I have the kids home, and that's when I'm home, and that's when my wife needs me. But in the evening from 6 to 11, it's not a problem. So that's why I wanted to hear if there's going to be a recording, just in case I miss it. That's, that's right. It. So there will be a recording for once in a while, but it probably it will not be playing the entire time. Okay, now now to my question. Yeah. Um, my son is separated. Yeah. And my, I am very, very angry at my daughter-in-law. Yeah. How can I take away the anger? Well, first let's focus on you. They have an entire program on the phone line. In section one, that's seven one eight two nine eight two zero one one, and it's probably it's probably either number it. sixty or sixty one. So let me ask you a question. We'll see if you're brave enough to do it on air, or maybe don't answer it because it's public. What are you angry at yourself about in this whole separation? Which means when we're angry I'm, at someone else, is always emotions in us that we feel responsible, we feel guilty about. When I help people go from forgiveness, I always have them focus on their issue. I really can't be angry at myself because oh, Hashem I, I made don't even want to hear why I don't want to hear why not. I want to hear why yes. You asked me a question. Unfortunately, we got to answer I'm not, that one. Then you, then I'm not, you're not angry. You should be. I'm not angry at myself. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm pushing no, I'm you. Not. If you can't do that, then I don't even want to be so well, but then don't take the course. The course is about someone that's able to look at themselves Honestly, and start recognizing the shortcomings, and I'm going to bring out a lot of points. It's impossible for you to be angry at someone and not to feel responsible. I'm stating now a fact. Why? Do you're telling me, as a mother-in-law, as a close relative, you haven't done one thing wrong to her? Not one little mm-hmm. 10%, 1%? No. No. Then are you no, human? I- um, I was trying to be superhuman at I that point, I didn't ask what yet. you tried. I'm asking, are you human? I am human. Then yes. you've made a mistake. Then admit somewhere you've made a mistake. I can admit it. Haranissan, have you made a mistake? Plenty. <laughs> okay, now let me ask Haranissan. Do you have married kids? I made. Haranissan, do you have married kids? Oh, hold on. Yes, yes. 
You have married kids. Would you say that you've made at least one mistake to one of your son-in-laws or daughter-in-laws? At least one. Uh, <laughs> much more. All right. Now, would you tell me that you now, Miss Miss, which letter is she again? K. S. 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 Um, would you say that you haven't made one mistake to her? No. No, I can promise. Okay. I can really promise. And I, 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 I do make you know mistakes. What? To someone like you, I can't. Well, I can only work with people that make mistakes. <laughs> I make mistakes. I definitely make mistakes, but not with her. Imp okay, great. So I don't have an answer to you. I don't. So then I can't overcome my anger. I. I doesn't mean you can't overcome. It means I'm not the right person to guide you. You need to find someone that works with people that are perfect that in that area, and they still find what's bothering them. So who's that? A therapist? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I honestly don't know who to refer you to. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Okay. Yes. Excellent. We'll look further. Yep. Merit Hashem. We'll see you after the Shmaya Hatzlacha. Thank you so much. Sure. Bye. Be well. We'll go to Miss M. Miss M. It's funny. I don't think we've had one man call in tonight so far. We we have an online. We have on online. Uh, you know, let's go to the one man, Ms. M. No, we got you, Ms. M. We started with you. Let's not do that. Next, we'll go to the man. Just uh, interesting. Yes. Okay. Hi. Sure. Um, I appreciate taking my call. Yeah. Um, so I have something that's been bothering me for a while. I was wondering if you could help me sort my thoughts. Let's. Um, I'm gonna have to change a little bit. Um, information to keep it confidential with pleasure. Right. Okay. Um, I worked in a in a. Um, my said I guess called in a place in a school environment. Um, I was very much taken advantage of by the authority that bees in sure. the place. Um, now I'm not the kind of person that I let people step on me, and I have taught for years before that, and I taught I'm teaching now after that, and I've had fantastic experiences. And um, in this place that they took great advantage of, they still owe me a lot of money. Yeah, and I. Because I've been taken advantage of so much, and they really stepped on me and was spoken very not nicely to, I have, like, a very hard time calling up this person. Of course. Um, I can hear the anger. I feel angry just feeling bad. I shouldn't say feeling bad. I feel the anger feeling your, in your story, and I'm starting to feel like times, yeah, that I was taken advantage of, and the anger is there. Yes, I can right. relate to um, that. So besides the anger, and, and I have a very hard time calling him and asking him for the money, I can iron out my family grew, and the money is always... Needed. needed when it's that amount um and uh, when i've called him he says you know it's a uh, what um she says it's his um greatest um um she, she would love to pay me back you know it's very hard to find the, the money doesn't have money they're short, right and and, and uh, play around and uh, maybe next month i should call back uh, so far it's been already three years and haven't seen yeah um too much of it now I know really I should just let go of the money and it's That's a very hard thing right. to me. Let's go there a second. What's holding you back from letting go? Um, the reason being is that I really need it. No, don't. It's never about the money. Let's drop <laughs> sort the of word is. money. Let's drop the word money. If I if I would have someone else pay no, me the money that's stop. owed to me, I pro yeah. If someone else would give you the money, it'll uh, still besides be that, also maybe an apology. Ah, now we're <laughs> going to the real stuff. Let's go to the emotional. Let's leave money yeah. out of it. Okay. Let's go into. What? How about you feel that someone literally took advantage of you? Like they took right. away, like I, in the English word, like they took away like your manhood. They took away Basically. your power. Basically. You doubt yourself at times. You're now afraid. You're hesitant. Um, when in my teaching career? No, not no at but all. when you're going to go a job, you're now more skeptic. There's a certain belief. There's a certain confidence in you that was taken away. 
Um, somewhat, but I've... Uh, uh, and that's why I think I've overcame. Don't do the rationalization. Okay, okay, okay. Let's go to the somewhat. Okay. You're upset, and let's help you identify all the reasons why you're upset. Number one, people took advantage of you. That's a horrible feeling. Right. Number two, they're still taking advantage of you by not paying you. Right. So the abuse continues. <laughs> right? Right. Let's okay. recognize that. Number three... There's a certain part of you that, like, you lost a certain part of life. You might have lost a certain part of your confidence. Maybe just 3%, but they've taken away 3% of you. Right. Now, let me ask you, what can you do if you'll never get back the money that can still rebalance your power? Well, I could say when I get compliments in my... No, no, you need to do something to them, to the school... The way to release anger is always addressing it to the person that hurt you. Um, call up and ask for an apology? Yeah, but how about you do more than that? How about you tell him, yeah, I want you to know how you've damaged me and injured me. You've lied. Um, that he knows. He knows. No. How does she he knows, know? Whatever. How does she know? Um, I mentioned it once. Yeah, or that's twice. not. No, that's not once or twice. No, let me help you out how you do that. Okay. Let's make an assumption. If, if I was the guy, let's say it was a oh. man, because we don't know if it's a man or a lady. How okay. did you tell me? What did you tell me? Um, well, I was too, like, I'm not, I guess, such a sharp person. And that's it. Thank you. Let's reverse <laughs> roles now, because that's okay. what I hear. What I hear is you didn't make them own up. In other right. words, or anyone in the position of authority or in any position or role, we always get taken advantage of some stuff in life. That's just business. You take a risk. You expect something. It doesn't happen. That's life. Even okay. when you get paid, things aren't always the way we thought. We expected a bigger compliment. What happens is, and where we really get triggered is, when we're not able to at least verbalize it or express it to the other person. Okay. So let's go ahead. If we can change roles, with, let's say you'd be the principal or whoever has to pay and I'd be me. I'd say, let me tell you, um, this is now three years I'm chasing. I want to get this off my chest. I, had, I am a very confident teacher. I'm someone that gets along and I have my boundaries. And you and your school took so much advantage of me that you broke my boundaries and it bothers me that you got me work so much more than I wanted to and so much, so many parts of my life wasn't done well and there was so much aggravation and stress because I worked there that year or two in your job by you. Not enough that you've caused me all that doubt and all that pain, but now you're not even paying me. You are continuing the abuse. You're continuing the manipulation of not owning up to what you've done. I want you to know I am not Michael that and that has hurt me deeply. That even when you pay me back the money, you will still have to ask me Mahila for what you've done. You do that phone call, and you're gonna <laughs> be wow, I feel so That's good. For sure. It's also the fact that he doesn't that person doesn't answer um, That's it. You can't even call. get it out. Now imagine exactly. you can do that. So now do that to me. Let me teach you something that we do in therapy. Sometimes people hurt people that they can't own up, they can't call the person, the person died. Sometimes you can say go to the I have called uh, I mean I have to really probably try from a number that is no not no known either them. call and even leave a voice message I, I did that once or twice already i left the message of no but the full my, message my, the way you see it, hold on try this i want to speak to him and no, get it out you of don't me. first i'm telling you from a therapist from experience if you leave the full message if you write down every single point with i did advantage. that with pen and paper i did that and did you leave that <laughs> and message? i left the detailed message of a lot that was going on no a lot isn't everything yeah no it was everything it was on a high then, volume no, hold on. if was, you did everything I have a recording of it also. I wanted to have it saved on me. Something is missing. Then what did you not say? If you would have gotten it out, verbalized it, the actual full story, 
The person does not have to know. I do that many times with people. In my I office. did it. It's on answering machine. I sent it to the uh, person. Let's, 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 let's take a step back. Don't tell yeah. me what you did when I'm asking you what part did you miss. You might have gotten 98%, but you still missed 2%. I guess I have to listen to it again. Stop a second. That's right. So what I'm going to ask you to do is think it over because you don't have to listen to it. I'm telling you, your subconscious and your conscious has got its story there. Think a second. What did you not say? Because either you're afraid that you might not get the money or you didn't, you didn't share the full information or the full brunt of the pain. I didn't verbalize that I'm waiting for an apology from him. Excellent. Also. Now imagine, Excellent. now tell me the words. Give the blah, 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 and say, and I'm waiting for an apology. And without an apology, the money won't even be worth it. That's a bit the reason Say why that I left the right now to me. Say it. Right. So what? My, it. I, what I did stress I know. more I was the principle. Say it to me. Right. So say it. You're not saying. So it. I had another a teacher that was taking me over, called me to ask me for my file, and I thought that was pretty hot to think that. Say it to principle. me. I don't want to hear every other story. <laughs> say the words that um, you need to say. Basically, that. <laughs> no, not basically. I am now that principal or that money okay, guy. Say that the I words. Was very greatly taken advantage of. I had to teach two classes for two hours at the time without being um, paid extra. Um, I did it with a smile, and then I got yelled at when I couldn't come in one morning, and I didn't call for a sub, and it was for an emergency, and I got stepped on again and again and again, and I finished the year, and I was promised money, and I never got the money, and and I would be, at times I really need it, and I need apology, I guess, more than I need the uh, money you right did now. It's so gentle. Notice, I am furious at you. What type of a chutzpah do you not pay a person? Do you know you're over a love, yeah. not paying? That's what you want to say. Come exactly. on. Right. No, I, if yeah, basically, you don't say I can't what you want to say, it's going to sit in that stomach of yours for years. Yeah, it is. Come on. Try it again. We're giving you a bit opportunity to say it. Be real. I guess I'm, I'm embarrassed to do it here. Okay. Well, then that's what you want to practice. Right. Um, not attack them. Not tell them you lowlifes. They're not. I'm telling you, I am hurt bad. And it's a chutzpah that I'm not getting paid. And every day that I'm getting paid, I'm eating myself up. Mm-hmm. And I've done double my job, and I wasn't respected and for that. And if I give it all out, and 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 you will the kind see of a change. And I'll tell you a secret: you don't even have to call them up to do that. If you say everything completely, even to your parents, to your friend, to your husband, they hear it. They no, hear it all they the time. don't hear the full detail. They hear it all the time. <laughs> so I'm speaking to you now from experience as a therapist. If you say 20% here and 20% there and 20% somewhere else, and you share this with that, it's putting gasoline all over. If you do it. And you ask the person, I want you to role play that you're the principal and you have your thoughts written out. Once you, I do it, I would do it to, to the principal directly. Then go ahead and do that. Make them right. responsible. Go now, ahead and do that. Is there a way to make me more assertive towards him if he was um, so manipulative that, and not be afraid to talk to him? Now, that's a whole separate subject and that's another phone call. We first dealt with this one. Uh huh. So I should just, even though I'm afraid to talk to him and I won't have a sharp answer to respond back to his sharp response i should just say what i have to say and then your question over here is you got that anger in you right and that's how you clear the anger that's the question and that's what we address now there's a separate question how do i start gaining the strength and the confidence to really be real and to say what i want to say in a way that's not really attacking like if i him. write it down and i read it on a paper and i read it as a script that's like considered okay enough that's excellent however put emotions in it if you're going to read, I'm really angry at you because... No, you I the, write uh, No, uh, write it out. I am really angry. Practice it four or five times. Get the emotions in there. Mm-hmm. I hear. All right. Listen, hold okay. on. What do you say? Oh, people not paying back is a common issue in this it's world. A, a very common issue, and especially it's... Uh, okay. Your mic's in. Good. You know Oops. And especially it's uh, when you're dealing with, uh, unfortunately, with our school system. And I see that it's a... Uh, 
it's big gazelle, you know. I, I, I always said it's a, to you suggest to see this, it's really big love from the Torah and it's a gazelle mukhlat and uh, you know, uh, you know, you have to pay the, the, your workers every day and this is big, big issue on, on this uh, terms and I don't think that it's, uh, they, will, they will have to pay the price one day after 120. And this is something that I would say to them, you know, after 120 years, we will face the same location. And I, I want to see where, where is what, what you're going to say to your protection that, uh, that you didn't, you all the money that I needed for my family. And I work my, my, my soul and heart to get, uh, you right. know, to give the, what yeah. I could give to my children. And then I, you don't pay this. Let me also right. tell you something along the lines of what Rav Nissen is saying, and that is, I want you to recognize that these type of people are all over. It's a type of personality. It's not, a, it's not the school system. It's not the construction system. It's not the diamond industry. It's not the gold industry. It's not the stock market. It's not the business. It's not the therapy field. It's, you'll have people with, unfortunately, lots of pain in them, manipulation control and wherever they go there will be those difficulties it's whoever they affect whoever interacts with them will unfortunately always have the pain right I hear. all and right I I thank you for straightening out my yeah. feelings yeah. it really was very i just want to also mention um i was waiting and holding off on calling and oh. a family member of mine was on the air a few minutes ago and it didn't sound so bad. They said, you know, let me try it. Good. And nice. It wasn't so we bad. Got, we're getting over here a friends and family package. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much You're for welcome your time. And thanks for being brave. If I, if, I, if I get accomplished, I'll definitely give some yeah, feedback. Yeah, please call up. And I want you to, because I'd like you, if you can call up and do that, even if you don't get through, do it to the person's voice message. And Merit Hashem, right. call next week, because Blina, do you going to see? that I do this all the time with people. I even do role play where I'm the principal and the person says everything to me and the person goes, I feel so much better now. <laughs> We've never gotten it all out and you need to do the role play with the person. I usually tell the person, and now I'm not the principal anymore. Don't, 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 don't still me. view me in that role. Right. But that is the power. We've got to get it all out completely. Okay, okay. I appreciate it. Thank you so sure. much. Sure. Have a good night. Who next? One second. We have a question that I know that the man, one, the, the single man that wanted to be, he doesn't want to be an heir. He just wants to ask me that question like this. He is a therapist, and he's, so, he's not so sure about the therapist, and he's, uh, he's trying to get some more, uh, you know, recommendation. I, the therapist doesn't provide him what he would, what he would should. The therapist told him, told him to to trust him and continue with him. So, what what do you suggest? Well, first, let's recognize I'm in the same pro, I'm in the same boat, which means a therapist to have recommendation means he's got to have clients to share that. Clients want to remain confidential. Now, many times when you want to start, you'd either tell them, which means either the therapist might have a rub or two which you could say that, but that's very difficult because many times Rabbanim don't want to be the ones that are, you know, every time there's a question, it's them because then they get attacked for no reason. Then the Rav gets, you know how many times you give a reference and then people just call for hours? We're over here running this course that we're putting together. Do you know how many calls were just coming in just like to schmooze and tell me more about the course? Do you think a Rav, which is busy all their time, has got now the ability to be a reference? In Shaduchim, you have friends that are references. Do you know how many calls they get that a parent is just calling? I want to call you back and just another question and another question. And it's beautiful, but it takes a lot of time. 
Therefore, certain fields references are hard. What I would ask you is, how did you get to that therapist? Okay, so it's get it from uh, some close friend. But you know that I would ask uh, more. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the therapist helped you so far and a few uh, appointment session, right. session? You know, try it. This is that. Let's see if it's helping you. So continue. If doesn't, if it doesn't help you and you feel not uh, secure with him, so just uh, try another. Just today. There was a mistake in the office that someone called up, asked me information about a therapist. I assumed it was a client of mine that was going for a second opinion. I said whatever I said. No, I said, no, it was a random person. I almost never, my office almost never gives a response about any therapist because that's not my role. I'm here to do therapy. Relief, Echo, they are referral organizations. Contact them. Either they know about the therapist or they don't. But you got to do your research. You got to try it out. And again, every, somewhere in life, you're going to have to take the risk. Okay, we'll go to Miss S. Miss S. We got a lot of S's today. We'll finish in 10 minutes, 9, 9, hello? 9.30. Yes, hello. Um, so there's this girl in our class. It's two friends calling. And um, um, so basically she has like, she's always embarrassed. There's two of us on the phone. Okay, wait. Is your mother lets you be on the phone and all their mothers let be on the phone? Yeah. Yeah, we're in eighth grade. You're in eighth grade. Great. Wait, you're in eighth grade and your mother lets you be on the phone because we still ask for kids. Yes, yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. Okay, so now who's on the phone? Let me hear the, just don't, make up your names. Call, say S and M or whatever letters. Okay, so it's um, D. Yeah. And H. And H. Great. So let's go here. So what's your question, D and H? This um, is cute. So, so there's this girl in my class. Can we first explain it and then we'll say a question? I'll tell you what. May, you know, since you guys are young, I'll let you do it your way. Yeah. Normally, had you been older, I would have said no. But because I'm so impressed, it's such a cute idea. This is, let's go ahead. Let's be creative. Go ahead. Tell me the, the history, the background. Okay. So there's this girl in my class and um, she doesn't really have any friends. So two callers ago, she also, um, so basically she, um, we tried being nice to her, and so once you... And, like, she totally feels secure that she's our friend. Right, yeah. and... She, she thinks of us as her best friend. Right, and once she gets, like, really close, like, she calls 20 times a day, and and then, like, once she asked me, just today, um, what our friendship really is, because um, she doesn't feel like we have a close connection. And I don't know what to answer, because... Really, I don't. I don't even like her, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to hurt her feelings, so I don't know what to answer. Her. And and we told her that we don't want her to have a bad impression of us. So she got all mad. She was like, "Oh, so you're worried about the impression, not the friendship?" Okay, let's take a step back. And since this question is so 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 important, we're gonna try to give a little bit of information. And let's start like this. There is a belief that I have that every single person should have a best friend in the class and the friends and every kid belongs to have that that's a must for our for in our school system that it should be that way that's what i believe right but our class is like really really clicky hold on hold on hold on we're going to get soon to reality but first let's recognize and having friends is what gives a person feeling that they belong and from you from about especially from the seventh grade till about till about you get married till like around the 18 19 really more, even goes till 26, the more friends you have, the better you feel about yourself. One of the most important steps that teenagers feel is 
belonging, having friends. Now, what's happening over here is there are sometimes friends or people that have personalities that in certain classes or certain schools they aren't they don't fit that well. But in other schools they'll feel more, fit in better. Now what happens when they have sisters in a school, so you can't start dividing girls all over to different schools, and especially when you don't even know what their natures are when they're young. So what happens is you can have a class where someone is very talented, very nice, and is very sweet, but she's just not fitting into that class. Now you don't want to switch classes because it could be difficult on the girl. She might not make it in the other class. The clicks might be set in. So what's happening now is there is a girl that she's tr she assumes she's your good friend, but she's really not your good friend, and really she doesn't fit into the class at all. What I believe the job should be is this question now goes to your teacher, which means you tell the teacher, look, this girl really is not our friend or our best friend. We will deal with her, we'll speak to her, we're comfortable with that, but she doesn't belong to our clique. We're willing to speak to her once a week, like have her hang around with us, but let's see if the teacher can get her and get different friends to start inviting her in different cliques. She maybe get different friends to say, hi, how are you? Have a different clique call her on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And she might find that she'll actually, and one of the cliques might find that she fits in with them. It just takes time. What really needs to happen is this girl should not be shunned and ostracized. What we need to do is you need more people to help you out. So if this girl would have three other cliques, and if she would call you once a week, Maybe you guys would really like, or you would call her once a week, or go out with her that once a week, or every third or fourth Shabbos, you why don't you come with us? She might say, sure, with pleasure, and it might be easy for all of you, setting the boundaries. But what we need to do is we need to get the authorities involved. We need the teachers setting that up, saying, okay, we're going to set that up. Our teachers are like the type, like they come, they teach, and go away. They don't like, they don't like, I don't know, sometimes they feel like they don't care. They're just like here to teach. Well, I wonder if that's, well, I wonder if that's a feeling that you have or if you'd actually approach a teacher with that, what a teacher would do. Um, now, hold on, let's give you another bit of advice. That's idea number one. Suggestion number two is if you can't approach your teachers, maybe approach one or two of the other cliques and say, look, we... The, there probably isn't a greater mitzvah of chesed than getting a girl into a clique because this builds her entire self-esteem, her entire value, her day, her going to school, her view of herself that can affect the rest of her life. Are you friends with the girls of any of the other cliques? Could you tell them or two, three other cliques and say, we got to deal with this. So this will be a girl in our class. What would happen if it would have been us? How would we have felt? She's really a normal kid, but it's just that she's really like she's once I, she's I mean, not like she's not like just oh she just calls a lot that's a problem. She's also every time you are away or talking to someone else, what are you saying about me or why okay. did he leave me out? She has Hold such well, a fear of missing out. That's it's not normal. She needs some skills, but understand. And she has a very very low self esteem well, and like hold on. Well, again. How, how do how do you expect to help her if you're not getting the the people responsible involved? This is something a teacher or a principal needs to be told. That is part of their job. Wait, so that's why we called you. You want to know, like... So go over to the principal. If the teachers aren't there, then who's the principal of your grade? And inform the principal this is going on. You could even say, we called Mordechai, and Mordechai suggested that the teachers try to get other cliques involved to help her. Maybe, right. that's step one, maybe even to get her to a social skills group, or maybe to have a teacher just practice with her a little bit one-on-one, -on -one, like what to ask, what not to ask. Right, and uh, yeah, and she's also like always asks people personal stuff, like really, really personal, and we don't think it's, and also, um, do you know what 
we should answer her for the question well, that I, she asked I, us? I don't really want to focus on that because it's like we're only going to focus on one answer. I want to focus on I'm worried for this girl. This girl has a potential to have the rest of her life be successful and feel part of a right. school. And if we're just going to do what to tell her, we're missing the important component. The important component is to get to school. And if not to school, then you to get to class, to get to three, four other clicks saying, look, we know this girl's a little bit annoying. We can help her. We can. But in order to help her, we need the whole class working together and to know this is probably the greatest mitzvah. More than, I don't want to say more than saying Tehillim or more than doing that because here you're actually building an entire life. We just tell the whole class and the whole class to go on and like to start a, like a solution towards this girl. Like I'm sure at least two kids are going to tell her, oh, by the way, you know the class is talking about you. Well, again, do you want to share with the whole class or do you want to just share it with two, three important girls or, or another clique or two that can help get her in? Reality is this girl needs help. That's reality. But those girls are going to be like, okay, what should I do about it? Well, then, well, then, then let's understand you're in only eighth grade. Here you need the authority to help you. My the suggestion, thing is, she's a normal kid. No, no, I, don't, I understand what you're saying. What you're saying is she needs a little help. You can't do it all on your own. If you tell her, well, I don't want to be your friend, or a little bit, then she's going to lose you, and she'll have no one. And she'll call us saying nasty words for the rest of our lives. Whatever that is, and she might never be Michael, you know, sometimes you read those stories of kids speak where they had a friend, they lost a friend, and forever they went depressed, when no. The issue is over here, the, the authorities, which means the parents, the school, needs to be aware this girl's got a social issue. She doesn't know how to socially interact. She's making social mistakes, or it's called social hey. suicide. And when it's social suicide, no one wants to be her friend, and it's getting worse. And if she doesn't get it well in 8th grade, it's going to be far worse in ninth and 10th and 11th grade. And that's therefore, it's a different high school than us. That's right. So now find out. So you have an opportunity to either push through this year and then separate from schools from her, or you have the opportunity to actually help her. The way to really help her is to inform. If the teachers you feel don't care, then go over to the principal. It's their job. Say, this is what we want you to know about this girl. If you need to call the parents and inform them that this girl needs a social skills group, if there's a teacher that will be willing, if the principal herself would be willing to help her, but that's your job. I was involved in a case where a school sent me a kid to work on, and we saw huge problems, and the parents decided to do it on their own. The school made the parents sign a paper that you're not listening to the therapist, you're not listening to the parents, and if there's ever anything in the future, you will never have tightness on us because we made you aware. I think the parents think she's perfect. I, I just don't girl understand. Know her, like, we're going to go to the one. Actually, we'll be done. We're going to finish with this caller, but I just want you to realize what needs to be done. We can talk for hours about the problems. What we want to focus in is the solution. Right. What is the solution that you hear from me? Yeah, we have to include authorities. And That's like right. It's out of your league. That's help. right. That's right. It's out of your league. It's out okay. of your league. Thank you very much. You're very welcome, and I think it's a schuss to have both of you together. Colin as a conference, brave enough. An eighth grader means what? You're about 13 years old? Mm -hmm. And to have you guys, you girls call in how to help a girl, and together is is amazing. And the Rebbein should give you a bracha, that you should always be accepted, and the way you care about others is the way the Rebbein should always look at you, and care about you, and care about all of Klal Yisrael. And may we be zeichet to have the Geula Shalema, and not to have any more of these problems of Tsaris, and we should just have simchas with Mashiach Tzidkenu. Okay, Amen. thank you so much. What do you say to this question? 
you just, you, sa- you just said everything, so I don't have nothing to add. Uh, and if I add something, it will be uh, not necessary. So I will say that. Good night. Thank you. Thank you all. Have a good night, and thank you all. And Hatzlachem, Ratz Hashem, looking forward to being together next week.